0: Sup, you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. A quick friendly reminder before we jump into it, you now have only five days left if you wanna snag some of the awesome from our August drop over at beautifulbastard.com. Cotton candy awesome, black camo, multi sage, sandstone, it's amazing. Also, whether you're about to order or you already did, thank you for already making this the most successful drop to date, but that said, that like button if you want me to punch you in the throat and let's just jump into it. The first thing that we're going to talk about today are updates around that Frontier Airlines Maxwell Berry situation that we covered yesterday. My parents are reported were right, along with shouting obscenities and reportedly taking off his shirt mid-flight he allegedly groped to flight attendants Also at one point we even see him on camera punch another crew member who was trying to restrain him All of which prompted the crew to tape him to a chair until they could land and get the authorities involved and As we discussed yesterday reports came out saying frontier airlines actually suspended the crew for how they handled this that of course had people Up in arms upset there was a ton of backlash pouring through we've even now seen the association of flight attendants The nation's largest flight attendant union criticizing frontier saying management should be supporting the crew at this this time, not suspending them, and adding, we will be fighting this with every contractual and legal tool available, but we would hope that there will be no need for that as management comes to their senses and supports the people on the front line charged with keeping all passengers safe. And actually soon after the airline changed its tune, saying Frontier Airlines maintains the utmost value, respect, concern, and support for all our flight attendants, including those who were assaulted on this flight. We are supporting the needs of these team members and are working with law enforcement to fully support the prosecution of the passenger involved. And later clarifying that instead of being suspended, the crew would actually be put on paid leave which is in line with an event of this nature pending an investigation. We've also now seen another video from this incident starting to blow up showing Barry who according to the New York Times graduated in May from Ohio Wesleyan University where he received values and action award from the Greek life community for being a perfect role model and for leading the fight to dismantle fraternity stereotypes asking for other passengers to help him untie him though we see and hear them just laugh at him. As far as anything from Max Barry at this point NPR cited a Twitter account allegedly run by Barry with that account tweeting this will forever be the most dehumanizing experience in my entire life. Many people laughed and ridiculed me as I was mistreated by staff of a professional airline. Just to make matters worse, this has gone viral on the internet and will never disappear. My life will never be. That account also going on to deny the groping allegations, also continuing to slam the airline, and also making comments about being very rich, comparing himself to the baby, saying that he could buy the airline. And I'll say the same thing here that I said in a DM to this account. While I'm unsure if this is actually Max Berry, if it is and we can verify that, I'd be more than happy to have Max on the show so he can and share his side of the story since I labeled him our douchebag of the day. And ultimately, the question I wanna tack onto this story, other than, oh my God, isn't it just so perfect that he literally received an award for being a perfect role model and breaking fraternity stereotypes, is does this new footage or any of the new information coming out, does does it change your opinion compared to the one you had? Yesterday, yes, no, how? I'd love to know. Also, Max or not Max, I saw you deleted some of those tweets. What else have you been scrubbing from that account? Then, let's talk about Selena Gomez in the news because there's this controversy and outrage around her that also resulted her taking an online swing. Right, so there's this show, The Good Fight. It's on Paramount+, Plus. it's a spinoff of The Good Wife, and they aired an episode where a group of people are trying to brainstorm jokes. With that, discussing what topics might be off limits, ultimately agreeing that necrophilia, autism, and Selena Gomez's kidney transplant are not to be touched. And boom, there was a lot of outrage. People saying Selena had to undergo a serious health battle. It's not something that should be on TV thrown around for jokes. With Selena herself even responding last night, saying, I'm not sure how writing jokes about organ transplants for television shows has become a thing, but sadly, it has apparently. I hope in the next writers room when one of these tasteless jokes are presented, it's called out immediately and doesn't make it on air. But they're also thanking fans for supporting her and encouraging people to sign up to be an organ donor if they can. But also this has sparked a debate because a source close to the production of The Good Fight told Variety that some of the anger seems to be taken out of context. Explaining, if you watch the episode in full, the reference to Selena Gomez is part of a discussion the characters are having about topics that are not okay to make fun of. And the idea of cancel culture and being canceled for telling a bad joke. Right, so saying the reference is literally that Selena Gomez's transplant is not something that you can joke about. But on the other side, you have people saying that's just a way to get around the backlash of joking about this. And you're just joking about it in a different way. And so yeah, the, the question I want to pass off to you is what are your thoughts on this story in general? Do you like? Do you think that the fans and Selena Gomez are being far too sensitive about this or no, it does make sense. But right, over the past year, I feel like there's been a lot of growth and seeing celebrities as real people, thinking about their mental health, how they receive things. And so with this situation, right, do you see that as another example of it or maybe possibly a, an overreaction and overcorrection? Why, why not? Let me know. Then let's talk about Mexico and the United States. You know, one of the big topics that come up here is that from Mexico to the U.S., there's this overflowing of people trying to enter the country illegally. There's drugs, all this other stuff. But according to reports, there's about to be a massive lawsuit about something from the United States overflowing into Mexico. Or think about it for a second. What does America have a lot of? It's not McDonald's, it's guns. According to the Washington Post, the Mexican government says that it plans to sue a number of U.S.-based gun makers, alleging that the maker's loose controls allow for weapons to be illegally trafficked into Mexico. In case you didn't know, Mexico actually has only one legal legal gun store and generally has stricter gun laws than the US. The suit also noting that American made guns are actually more likely to be used to kill Mexican citizens than Americans. Reports also noting that a study conducted last year by the Mexican government found that 2.5 million guns have flowed into the country from the US over the past decade. We're going to have to wait to see what happens. The suit will reportedly be filed in Boston where several of the gun makers are located. The lawsuit reportedly seeking an unspecified sum of money from the gun manufacturers as well as new security features on the weapons, tighter sales controls, and new studies and media campaigns to come combat arms trafficking. But from that, I want to take a quick second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, NordVPN.com slash Phil. You know, if you're a long time viewer, you know that I've spent the last few years telling you about NordVPN and the many reasons why you should use it. With NordVPN, all your internet data is protected behind a wall of next generation encryption and NordVPN servers are ultra fast. So there's no sacrificing speed for security. With Nord, you get both. And I mean, personally, I find it incredibly useful for our business since we often need to share large files securely, which with Nord is no hassle thanks to hundreds of secure P2P servers. And I absolutely love that one account lets you connect and secure up to six devices in any combination so you can protect yourself and a loved one or two. So make NordVPN a part of your online security plan and head on over to nordvpn.com right now to get a huge discount on a two year plan. And you'll also receive a bonus gift of four additional months free when you sign up today. And it's all risk free with the Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to nordvpn.com phil today. Man and wow, this headline's gonna be used to spread misinformation news. We have the headline, the World Health Organization Called for a moratorium on COVID 19 vaccine booster doses. But right on the surface, that sounds odd, could be twisted by anti vax folk, like there's something wrong with the boosters. But luckily, there were some other outlets that decided to go less clickbaity and ran the headlines like, who calls for moratorium on booster vaccine shots through September, citing global disparity, which makes more sense, which some outlets aren't gonna choose because you know, the headline there gives you essentially the story. But to further explain you at who's director saying in a statement, we need an urgent reversal from the majority of vaccines going to high income countries to the majority going to low income countries. With one of the organization's senior advisors elaborating, the big picture here is as a policy not to be moving forward with boosters until we can get the whole world at a point where the older populations, people with comorbidities, people who are working at the front lines are all protected to the degree possible with vaccines. With this request coming just days after many EU countries announced that they would be giving booster shots in September, as well as plans by Israel and the Dominican Republic to roll out similar programs. Remember, while here in the United States, we have a lot of shots, so much so that we're like, why aren't more people taking them? The global supply of COVID-19 shots is still quite limited. So the WHO wants to fight what they call vaccine inequity. Right, if the current trend continues, the organization won't be able to meet its goal of having 10% of every country's population vaccinated by the end of September, which is an incredibly low bar to still miss. That said, the moratorium is not forever. Experts saying that the request does make sense, but at the time of recording this, it's unclear if some of the places that have ordered booster shots already will reverse their decision to meet the WHO's request, or if they'll instead prioritize their populations at the risk of prolonging the pandemic globally. Then three days after the full federal ban ended, the Biden administration has now issued a limited eviction moratorium that will extend until October 3rd. Unlike the last freeze, this new one just covers areas of the country experiencing what the CDC calls substantial and high COVID cases, but very notably here, given the new surges driven by the Delta variant that applies to the majority of the country. According to the CDC, 80% of counties that make up 90% of the population are currently experiencing substantial or high community transmission. While the new move is massive for the millions and millions of Americans who faced evictions after the ban ended this weekend, there are three main issues here. First and foremost, while the moratorium covers most Americans, it does not cover all. According to reports, there are counties in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and New York that are protected from evictions while neighboring counties are not. Second, the county that County Patrick adds another layer of confusion for many people who are on the brink of eviction or who have already been evicted. We've got tenants and landlords now scrambling to see if the freeze applies to them. And because of the temporary lapse in protection, evictions resumed in some states and cities, meaning that some people who would now be covered under the ban have already been evicted. And third, this new moratorium will almost certainly face legal challenges. Right, as we've talked about before, a recent Supreme Court ruling on the previous ban suggested that the CDC did not have the authority to ban evictions and that congressional action was needed. But also very Notably here, Biden has already acknowledged that any moratorium that comes from his administration would face this obstacle. But because Republicans blocked Congress from taking any action before they left for their August recess, it seems that Biden is just viewing this as a stopgap and is hoping that they will act before any future legal proceedings can actually play out. Then we had Austin McBroom back in the news, who some describe as a massive YouTube vlogger, who's been able to take that fame and put it into other lucrative ventures, including Boxing, and more specifically Social Gloves' Battle of the Platforms and others would describe him as a uh, douchey, scammy scumbag who's in over his head. And the latest we're seeing with Austin is according to a new report from Insider, his lawyer said that the Social Gloves' Battle of the Platforms will not see profit, which, not surprising since a ton of the influencers involved said so they have not been paid yet. There have also been accusations that Social Gloves is filing for bankruptcy. Public numbers wise, Billboard reported that the event cost $20 million to produce, but only brought in somewhere between 6.5 and $10 million. Also saying that the organizers hope that they would generate 1.7 million to 2.3 million pay-per-view purchases, but uh, apparently only selling 135,000. And the reason the focus has been on Austin is because not only did he fight in the title card against Bryce Hall, right, being one of the ringleaders of the event, he, he's in the middle of the legal drama that's unfolding. Right now. because Insider reports that he runs Simply Greatness Production, which hired another media group Live by Live to co-produce the fight. And now both companies are reportedly suing one another because the event crashed so badly. SGP accusing Live by Live of breaching their contract, fraud, selling endorsements that they were unaware of, and spending money that would not be returned. And Live by Live hitting back with a $100 million lawsuit against SGP for potential damages to its reputation. And so you have the lead attorney for SGP's suit saying to Insider, I think we are realistic enough to realize that we're not at the point that there's ever going to be any profits for this." This event. Also trying to argue that Live by Live kept trying to ask for more money and went millions over budget and that they're not being transparent about how much money was even made. But on the other hand, you had Jeffrey Katz, the lead attorney representing Live by Live, saying that they tried to warn SGP that the event would fail if their marketing strategy was not used, but saying that SGP rejected it, which was sheer and utter hubris on the part of the McBrooms and claiming that the McBrooms and SGP sold people a bag of lies. But ultimately the main point of this story is congratulations to Austin McBroom for making Jake Paul seem like a fucking genius. Because say what you want about Jake Paul and I have said plenty of it. He at least knows the real attention he has compared to Austin McBroom. I forget who said it, but it is true. In a world where you have these guys launching pay-per-views, monetizing the hate they have against them, the world hates Jake Paul. A a corner of YouTube hates Austin McBroom. But ultimately with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below because yes, this is a news show, but it's also a conversation. But yeah, as always, thank you for watching, liking, subscribing to these daily news videos. Uh, Also, uh, remember you only have five days left if you wanna snag some awesome over at beautifulbastard.com, but my name is Philip DeFranco, you've just been filled in, I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.